on the podcast today, we're wrapping up the sermon series on Micah. On Sunday, Josh preached through the last chapter of the book, chapter 7. Our discussion today centers around how we identify and deal with sin in our lives, both those sins that we knowingly coddle, as well as those we may not even recognize apart from the Holy Spirit's revealing them to us. We also talk about the last few verses in chapter 7 that reflect on God's compassion, faithfulness, and steadfast mercy. Thanks for listening. This is After the Message. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Hi, it's Mike. Good to see, good to see you. It's great to see you too, Mike. It's good to be seen. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I don't know why we're laughing. <laughs> I don't um, either. So, what a good, what a, what a fantastic day we had yesterday. I mean, mm. it, you know, we're recording this on Monday, of course, for those who are probably listening later in the week. Um, yesterday was Sunday, and so it was a great great day like it was, it it was. was crazy it my was. wife leaned over after the sermon actually just after the service she said well that was a different day hmm. and I in a good I mean, way yeah good yeah <laughs> i mean it's like it's like dara it, what are you doing yeah it's just like it just and it was it just element it, yeah. after element and peace it just all seemed like wow that was awesome yeah yeah and it just kept kept going yeah. yeah and and some of that was intentional some of it wasn't intentional mm-hmm. like you know like we had um what six baptisms yesterday? Baptisms. Which yeah. you know, I mean, I mean, we—it's not atypical for us to have baptisms on a Sunday. I mean, that happens almost every week. Um, but you know, I mean, we had six yesterday, yeah. and, and the was, adults watching yeah, adults. Yeah. I think, all yeah. Those. And if I understood right, like one led to another baptism, and that one maybe led to another one. That's right. Yeah, it was kind of so a there connection were two senior adults who mm-hmm. who were mm-hmm. baptized, both two ladies in their seventies. And it was, man, it's just a beautiful picture. Now, they had been walking with the right. Lord for some time, yeah. but man, just for them to say, hey, I, I really want to do this. Like, it, it wasn't a, um, mm-hmm. they didn't feel any kind of coercion. They, they felt this desire to, to, to do baptism as mm-hmm. their Savior did baptism. And so they, they were excited, which was really yeah. cool. It was. Yeah. Loved it. Of course, we also started differently in the service yesterday. We started with a song that was, uh, you know, before baptism, which isn't our typical practice, but, um, and that was, uh, that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of a gospel yeah. tune. Yeah. And, uh, and then, of course, we, uh, later in the service, we got to the response time, and uh, Josh, this is also atypical. You the curveball, man. Kind of got to the end of response, and you came up, and, and we're just feeling like we needed more. Mm. And so, um, what was, what was going through your mind then? How'd you feel that? Yeah. Uh, so the whole day for me was different as well. Um, because we did start with that song before the baptism, which, uh, I think was great for congregation. Sad for me because I don't see mm-hmm. or hear, like I, I get the vantage point yeah. out of yeah. the baptistry, yeah. but I don't, I don't get to experience in real time. Uh, and then there was this, like this feel, not that it was real, uh, but this feel of a rush, because there are six baptisms, and um, the last baptism was a lot of fun because you never know what's going to happen, and uh, there was a nervousness, and I think, uh, you know, when you get in that moment, you can forget every, you can forget to breathe, um, and so the, the, the lady who I was baptizing was so sweet, um, but, but she got a little nervous and didn't bend her knees, and I thought, okay, well, we got dunk you, um, <laughs> and so I, I helped her get all the way under the water, which then caused my waiters to fill... Oh. With water, oh no! Um, in a very um, uh, unfortunate spot is where <laughs> the the water line came, 
Um, and so I felt it and I thought, well, one of two things have just happened. Um, one, either my waiters have a hole in them or two, I had to use the bathroom and I did not know that I had to use the bathroom. Um, so I get out please and I take, let it be my waiters. Please. Yeah. So I, well, I, I didn't really care at that point. I was like, I got to go preach. Right. And so I, I go down the hallway and I get into the changing room and I take my waiters off and I think, huh, I got to preach. Like we're now. already a, like we're on the last song before I go, and I'm I'm looking, I'm thinking, oh boy, what? How do I? And so I'm thankful by God's grace. I, I hardly ever wear a blazer or a jacket, and I wore one. And so even if I wear one, I don't button it, and, mm-hmm. and I buttoned it. So I buttoned it up, and and I thought, ah, it's gonna have to do. And so I'm thankful I had darker jeans on. All that to say, <laughs> I felt really rushed, and. As I got up to preach, I felt the Lord give great peace, um, and and I'm thankful for that. I think some people would get this, some people may not, but like it's a supernatural thing to stand and present God's word to God's people. Um, like there is not to sound too hokey with this, but it feels like the Spirit takes over, mm. and and again, I'm going to use a word. I don't know a better word. I feel like the Lord possesses me. And gives me words and gives me peace and gives me a way to think that I don't think any other time during the week. Um, mm-hmm. That I can be saying a sentence and in my mind I'm thinking through all the things that are connecting, all the scriptures mm-hmm. that are rolling like they're in my head. I can't do that right now. I can't mm-hmm. do that in conversation with anybody else. But it's in that moment and that that hour that I'm preaching that for whatever reason God gives that ability uh, mm-hmm. for me to do that. And mm-hmm. I That's felt awesome. a great peace and... After it was over, we move into the response time, um, and I, I don't know. I, I, I can't explain it. I just think as we were finished, maybe I can a little bit. I look out at the congregation, and if you see people kind of um, checked out, arms crossed, kind of packing up, I didn't see that yesterday. Hmm. Um, there, I mean, there's some, but yeah. um, but for the most part, people, it felt like they were dealing with something, something big, something weighty, something... I don't want to miss what God is doing here. And I thought, we have time. Mm-hmm. We can do it. Um, and But then I turned around and I thought, oh, no, I don't see anybody. I don't know if we can do this. <laughs> and so I look, I was like, can we do this? And Mike is looking at me, shaking his head in affirmation. I'm like, thank you, Mike, for being my peace. Uh, and so they all come back out and I thought, okay, we could do this. And then I was like, we've never rehearsed this. This is not rehearsed. Mm-hmm. I don't know how this is going to go. Yeah. And it was beautiful, man. It was, uh, it was. I, I think people needed to respond. Yeah. Um, whether they come forward or not, I think people are doing business with God. And yesterday, just, I don't know what was different about it. It was just a beautiful day. What's funny is I was, so I was nodding my head in confirmation, knowing that really Andrew was going to lead that moment. So it's like, (laughs) we can do it. it. Go ahead, Andrew. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, but it it was, uh, it it was great. And, and, you know, uh, for what it's worth, I mean, you know, I think the, the key to those moments is, is that they're not planned, you know, they're, they're, they are spontaneous and, and, um, but uh, but I think they're they're really wonderful when they happen, mm-hmm. and you know. Well, I I appreciate just the sensitivity to the spirit in that moment mm-hmm. because it's so easy just to get locked into it's mm-hmm. time for the next time for the next thing. Um, my wife was one of the ones who mm-hmm. actually came down during the extended mm-hmm. invitation, and she just talked about how. We, I don't think you were looking at her and, and singling her out in that way, but but she just sensed in her spirit that this was for her, mm-hmm. and um, just mm-hmm. through praying some, through some things and uh, just felt like God was saying, "Hey, this this yeah. is the time for you to go." And so it's always, you know, when you're on staff, you don't typically get to 
a walk the aisle yourself because you're usually kind of in work That's mode right. at that time. But even for family of staff, a lot of times it's it's you you got other stuff going on. So uh, for me to be able even to receive my wife as she came mm. down was a blessing to to me in that moment. So that I just is beautiful. On behalf That's of our beautiful. family, I appreciate you being sensitive. Yeah. To Last time my wife walked out while I was <laughs> preaching, she came to tell me. I was like, man, the Lord is doing something in her heart. That's going to be great. She was like, hey, uh, you misspoke and you said this wrong. And I was like, okay, I'll tell him. <laughs> Thanks, love. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a good time. Uh, hey, That's I got a uh, quick kind of a church question. Um, how would someone know, if you don't grow up in the church, when is... Um, when do you walk down front and why versus just staying and praying where you are? Like, what is the purpose of a response time to go down front mm. and have a conversation? Mm, good How question, you, Neil. That is a great question. Yeah. Man, I don't have the answer. We, I'm just curious. We didn't have that on the list, though. <laughs> <laughs> so I, the quick answer would be, I, I think a response time is right for for what church is. Like, so you were presented truth. You were presented, uh, if, if there's a preaching element to it, right? So difference of preaching and teaching. Like, preaching is a call to action, a call to change, a call to to repentance, call to follow, whatever that is. And then you have a chance to, to prayerfully consider what that is. I think um, maybe historically for Baptists particularly, um, a, a response time has always involved um, an opportunity to walk an aisle, right? And we would even use that in air quotes, to walk an mm-hmm. aisle, as if that was the only way to respond. Um, mm. But I, I am under the understanding and belief that the, the greatest response happens where you stand. Like mm-hmm. you, you don't need a preacher to help you respond. You don't need um, somebody else to help you respond, although those are available to you. Like if you just need some prayer, um, that's, a, that's a great time to have it. If you want to come to the altar, like if you mm-hmm. want to come to the steps of, mm-hmm. of, of the stage and, and, and make that uh, an altar in that moment for you, I think that's important too. But I think there is this idea of, okay, to, to get out of the mindset of, well, I sang my songs, I did my tithe, I, I, prayed, I prayed a prayer, I, um, I listened to a sermon, now I can go about my day. It's a chance for us to be mindful. Mm-hmm. Usually songs like three to four minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we probably want to be more mindful than even that. But at least it gives us that opportunity before we walk out of the door. Okay, what are you telling me, Father? Mm-hmm. What, what do, how do I take what I've heard and apply this to my life? How do I... How do I take this and and bring you glory? And how do I make sure that I'm walking according to your will and word? Mm. I'm so yeah, and I'm so glad to hear you say that too. I mean, because I think, you know, I think the tendency is, is often sometimes we we get wrapped up in okay, now where are we going for lunch? What what's you know what's about to happen next? I got to go pick up kids, you know, and 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 I think just to for it to be stated that look that's an important time to really reflect and just, just to seek out what, what is it that God's saying to me based on the truth that I've heard? Like, you know, God, what, what do you want to say to me? Uh, what do you want to convict in my life? You know, what, what, how do I need to respond? Or, you know, so I, I think it's, um, you know, I think it's great to encourage our people, uh, to, to really use that time intentionally. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just to see if anybody's going to walk the aisle, That's right. you know, but uh, but it's really a personal time for each and every one of us to um, to be very intentional to just ask the Lord what He wants to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, did that sufficiently answer your question, Neil? Yeah, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm actually just sitting here pondering how I take notes in the sermon. And maybe saving that time, like I, I will start packing my note, my journal up, 
Oh, yeah. And I'm thinking, wow, in order to stand and sing, and I'm wondering if maybe for me for a season, continuing. Use that time to journal. I think so. Yeah. I'm wondering. Yeah. I love that idea. Um, so, you know, of course, we, uh, we were wrapping up the series on Micah. Mm. And, uh, so we were in uh, Micah chapter 7 this week, which happens to be the last chapter. And Funny how that works. Yeah. Oh, figure. Yeah. So, I mean, we ended at the end, <laughs> and, uh, which is a great way to end. Um, and so, you know, as we're reading through this passage, I mean, of course, in, in chapter 6, we saw this is, you know, God telling the people, this is, this is you know, I've told you what to do. This is, this is what I expect of you. And, uh, of course, they weren't doing it. Um, and uh, yet we see uh, at the end of the chapter that, that God is still faithful and full of mercy and steadfast love. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, Josh, I guess just to, to get us kicked off, I know there are some questions and some things that, that you guys were reflecting on earlier that we want to talk about during this time. But, um, you know, as, as, as you were preparing, again, this, this typical question, as you were preparing uh, where was your head walking into this and, uh, you know, how did you feel about it as we wrap up? Yeah, I think uh, of all of them, this one is the most exciting one to preach, um, because it's the end and it ends on a great note. Um, you know, I think, you know, when we did, uh, Jonah right before this, uh, it doesn't necessarily end on a great note, it just kind of ends and almost, yeah. uh, in a, in a strange, it's kind of a weird, weird ending. Mm-hmm. It doesn't come to a conclusion. Like yeah. it's just a statement and that period, the end. Uh, so this comes to... A beautiful, covenantal, faithful, loving God end in the the span of seven chapters of really hard, um, because you have 50 years here that, that Mike is preaching, and he's preaching against things, and he's prophesying to these people, but it gets to the end of, hey, even in spite of all of your unfaithfulness, generations of unfaithfulness, that God is still going to be faithful, and he's mm. still going to love his people, and he is still going to, to be faithful to the promise that he made to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, which is covenantal love. And, and, and another way to hear that is steadfast love. So whenever he goes back to, you know, God, God's already told you what to do, to do justice, to, to love kindness. And that, that's, that wording is similar to steadfast love and to walk humbly with God. Like, like God wants us to live out what he gives to us. And I think as we end that, like if, if as we ended yesterday, one of the a, a takeaway that we can have personally is okay, in the way that God has treated His people throughout history, that is the way that we, as God's image bearers, are to create or uh, to treat people even in our day. So, what does do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly look like? Well, He showed us that even in spite of the greatest ag- aggression towards God and transgression towards God's law there's always room for redemption and grace. Mm. Um, and I think that is powerful um, for those who receive it. And I also think that's hard for those who have to extend it. And somehow there's a messy middle where we find ourselves probably every day mm. having to extend that grace. And that's hard for us, but also to receive that grace. And we're really thankful when that happens. Mm-hmm. You made a you made a statement yesterday uh, about just... Uh, you know, in fact, you used an illustration about like a snake in in a in Gross. an aquarium, and uh, you know, clearly for those who keep reptiles in their house, um, you know, they may not have gotten that illustration the same way that the rest mm. of us. Preston Crow, Preston Crow, Preston, you got snakes, bro? Currently, no. There you go. No, but there because they got out of their cage, didn't they? There was a time <laughs> when our oldest child thought he was 
crocodile hunter Steve Irwin. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> like he would introduce himself Crikey. as Steve Irwin. And so <laughs> we might have had some reptiles in our house yeah. at one point, but not right now. And we might have had some get out, to your point. And how'd you feel when that thing got out? Um, well, the time that one got out right before Jennifer was having a bunch of ladies over to the house, I did not feel good at all. Uh, that's good. Poisonous? No. I mean, I'm no, sorry. No, 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 no. No, no poisonous No, ones. no, no. Still, they're all in the family <laughs> of poisonous. <laughs> yeah, my, my wife would say there's no such thing as a, uh, a good snake. A good, yeah, yeah, a dead yeah. snake is yeah. a good snake. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, you use that. And I thought it was a great illustration, by the way, you know, the, just to, to, to talk, to kind of sort of paint the picture of the way that we treat sin sometimes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, that we, sometimes we have like our little pet sins that we think, oh, well, they're, they're kind of harmless. We'll just kind of tuck it away over here. And, um, and it's the thing that we, you know, we don't really kill in our lives or we don't really get rid of. We, we kind of kind of come back to it and like mm-hmm. to, and, um, try to manage it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then of course you, you use the, uh, this is not the first time you've used this quote, but, uh, I think it was Jonathan, Jonathan Edwards, Owen, Owen. The, Owen. Jonathan Owen. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, different person. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you were close. <laughs> yeah. It was great. I got the Jonathan right. Jonathan here. Edwards is cool right. too. Um, so, uh, but, but the idea that you know, the, the quote, you know, be killing sin or it will be killing you. And so, um, yeah, I mean, how did how did that guy how did that strike you guys? I mean, that's uh, I mean, I think it's relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think we've, if we're honest, I mean, we we all have that uh, probably that uh, those pieces of sin in our life that that are just really hard to give up. So for yeah. me, I, I think we were talking beforehand. I think my the very first time I heard it, it was I saw it as more of the things that I can't let go of the uh, either an addiction or something that maybe still has me in bondage. And then as we were talking, the idea that of the pet sin might right. be another way to look at it, like the things that we hold on to. And I was thinking, uh, what does it look like? And I thought, for men, would anger be one of those things that we kind of hold off as a sign of pride? Like, it's okay to mm. lose your temper and show, like, anger. I think some of us hold on to anger mm. as a, we don't want to let go of that. I don't know. Mm. Maybe that's just me in my house. We grew up in that where it was whoever could get the voice the loudest and the fastest and win the argument, um, and we would tear each other down mm. with our words. Hmm. And so that that's where, that's where I'm at right now thinking about it. It's kind of mm. a pet sin that we hold off, but there's almost a sense of like it's necessary or that one's okay to pull out whenever you need to. Hmm. And uh, that was the first I was thinking about. Mm. <clears throat> I think what strikes me when I think about that quote is how we – tend to underestimate the destruction, mm. destructive nature of sin. Mm-hmm. Like it's um, it's not hurting anybody or w- we figure out a way to categorize it so that we minimize mm-hmm. how devastating it really can be, mm-hmm. whether it's anger or whatever. Uh, we, we hold on to it and... And it, it made me think about how God allowed them just to continue to go down that road and eventually turn them over to say, if you think you know better mm-hmm. and you're going to continue to give in, this is the world you're going to create. This is the this is what it's going to look like for you. Mm. And it's um, it's a lot worse, I think, than yeah. we fantasize about of mm. I can get away with this mm. or I can 
excuse this. And I think that's where our churches or the, the, the church in general, we minimize these things and then we find ourselves in, in a culture of compromise, mm-hmm. um, which is, I mean, yeah. it's, it's scary. Do you think um, we minimize um, the things that we struggle with and make major on the things that we don't? And probably for sure. for a reason, for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Sure, well, I can rail against that. I can yeah. tell you how wicked mm-hmm. that is because that's not necessarily my cup not of tea. My, that's not yeah. my sin. I like, right. yep. but let the sin that I do like. Um, you well, know, and I think in some ways, you know, doing that really it, it kind of draws attention away from our own mm-hmm. sin. Oh yeah, you know, it's like yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a big deal of that and divert attention. Like hey, look at the big uh, distraction over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> right. So you're yeah. not so looking you at me. That's right. Yeah, man. I, I, I think sometimes you know it is often I think a, a pet sin or a, a particular sin that we want to try to manage, but I think it's also just kind of um, sin nature in general. Mm. Because when you talk about killing sin, you're talking about living a, a holy life, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it, down at our core sometimes it's like, I want to live a mostly holy life, mm-hmm. but I don't know that I want to live a holy, holy life. <laughs> yeah. Because what would that mean? Yeah. What would I have, not just would I have to give up this thing, but would I have to give up almost kind of a general way of mm. living life? Uh, uh, That's exactly right. Can I be incredibly transparent right here? Um, no. I don't know. Can we edit it? I don't know. Corey, can you edit this <laughs> if this goes poorly? Because I feel like in the safety of this room, because I love and respect you guys. And, and our hundreds and thousands of listeners. And our <laughs> tens and tens, <laughs> tens of and listeners. Tens. Um, right? So to that point, I think um, the reason for me a lot of times that I want I don't want to war too much against sin is because it's become an identity. Uh, and sometimes mm-hmm. it's a funny identity or a laughable yeah. identity. And it to, to war against it isn't just a, a cognitive decision to say this is bad and I'm going to tell everybody how bad it is. It is, it is going to be changing of, of every aspect of how you do your life to war against it, mm-hmm. right? So like for me, like jokingly, uh, in my mind, I was going to say a while ago, like you're going to hear me preach an awful lot against things like murder, uh, things about like uh, thieving and 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 steal, like like those sins, because that that's not necessarily my cup of tea, particularly in this season of my life. I should hope but, not. But you're probably not going to hear a, a bunch of sermons on gluttony, mm, right? Because. Uh, being a bigger guy and uh, life of the party and growing up football and the, the, all the the whole thing, being a preacher in in the South, we want to take the preacher out to eat. We want to go mm-hmm. and do this. And I know gluttony is a sin. I know that our bodies are a temple of the Spirit of God, and we are to treat it as such. But I can I can be disgusted at somebody else's sin. But when somebody says, Pastor, I want to take you and your family out to Hamels. And Hamels, if you're don't familiar with this, it is one of the best food establishments in Mississippi, period, but particularly right here in Madison. And I know to be sensible, it would probably not for me and my makeup not to go there. Um, but even if I do go there to be restrictive in what I put on my plate, but definitely don't eat three plates and then go back for dessert. But that's what I'm going to do. Why? Because I think people associate that with an identity in who I am. I associate that as an identity and who I am. And I can laughingly say, oh, man, I was hungry today, man. It's bulking season. Like whatever stupid phrase that I want to make, but it is a sin inside of mm-hmm. me that I hmm. 
when I'm super stressed, when I am at wit's end, I just want to go to food to find comfort. Mm -hmm. And as wicked as this is, it has become God. Mm -hmm. um, that before I go to the Father, I'm going to go to, jokingly, to Bluebell. But seriously, at the end of the day, um, you know, there may be some people who go to other vices. But for me, my vice at the end of an, a terrible day is some sort of sweet mm -hmm. because I'm going to find a way to numb my feelings through eating it. Mm. Um, and I hate that. Um, but I think that's the whole idea of truly warring against yeah. sin and allowing God to do the work that he's promised to do. So yeah. I, I think Jesus can, if he wanted to, to take that away from you. But for us, like there's got to be the submission to say, mm. the Lord, I, I'm not just tired of doing this over and again. God, I'm asking you to, to help I'm asking you to give me power and strength to fight this. Give me wisdom to not even step in the restaurant. Give me wisdom not mm. to do these things. And, and so you take that and you apply it to whatever your pet sin is. Mm. It's like this is bigger than just saying, God, I'm sorry I did it. God, I hate that I did it. Like those two things are okay, and I think those are right to think. But it's got to affect, God, help me not do the first step that's going to lead me in that direction. Mm. Yeah. Uh, mm. Yes. Okay. Hang on. <laughs> hey, before you do that, hey, thank you for sharing that, though. Mm -hmm. and no. It, it no. Gives a, That's what I was fixing to oh, say. Oh, sorry. I'm about it. Uh -huh. <laughs> My bad. Yeah. Hey, before you say it, I want to say it. So <laughs> okay. yeah. I dreamed that you were yeah. going to say that. I can't imagine you saying <laughs> I wasn't going to say that at all. I was going to say we definitely need to edit that out. That's a bunch of garbage. <laughs> you just turned Hamels into a sin. No. <laughs> I'm turning my thought towards Hamels into a sin. So that, I would say some things are morally neutral. Uh, but because uh, of our propensities, is not, and I've no. never gone to Hamels one time without getting Golly. at least three plates. And you just said it was a sin. For me, it is. No, shut up. Go ahead, Neil. <laughs> For me, man. <laughs> you're mad. You're to, I am mad. Y'all were going to Hamels tonight. Y'all were going to Hamels tonight. Now you're not. You're eating vegetables think, and chicken. No, I think so. Hearing you say that, the idea that something becomes our god, I had never thought of it that way that we find comfort where God wants us to find comfort. Oh, in yeah. Mm -hmm. And when you said it that way, I was like, oh, okay. Now I need to rethink some things that I mm -hmm. find comfort in. And that does kind of open up some other things for me. And I think mm -hmm. that's where I was circling around earlier, um, which is with for, for anger uh, and resentment and those things. Mm -hmm. I think some of us may use that sin to do the same thing, to yeah. establish safety and dominance yeah. and... And I'm okay, like power, um, control in our lives. Um, I, I mean, that, that makes a lot of sense to me yeah. hearing you just talk through that. Yeah, and I think it's, it's I mean, it, it's really interesting because you use the, the term morally neutral. You know, I mean, things that are that are morally neutral. But, but if those things become idols in our life, like those things become God, those are the things that we run to for comfort or whatever. Those things have, in essence, become sin. Yeah. And... Mm. And, but here's the thing that because you mentioned some uh, Mark earlier some life group discussion that you had mm -hmm. because here's the thing the things that are morally neutral we may not even recognize it sin right. you know it's easy to say okay yes I I stole that or you know back yeah. to back to your earlier illustration I, I murdered that person like yep. you know it's easy to call those things out and identify those things as sin but uh, it's much harder. Mm -hmm to recognize those things that are socially acceptable or mm. morally neutral right. and to and to see those things as idols in our lives. And so, and that's, I, I think that's a different kind of posture almost to, to, to come before God and say, God, examine my heart that's and right. reveal those things in me that I don't even know mm -hmm. 
are taking your place mm-hmm. and uh, call them out. That's a hard one, and I think that's. I, I, I agree completely on that. Just you know, the posture and Preston. I think you were hitting on that too. It, when we talk about specific sins, I mean, you can't just like pick every one and have a battle with each one. It is an, an initial posture. I mean, you can, but I think before you do that, there's an initial posture there that says, I trust you, mm-hmm. I submit to you, mm-hmm. I believe that your way is best. As much as I want three plates at Hamels, <laughs> I, I know that your way for me is best, and yeah. for me to take care of my body is what you want for me, and so I mm-hmm. submit to you. Um you know, for others, it may not. It might be. I'm not going to sit down in front of the TV mm-hmm. by myself after ten o'clock. I, I, I don't. But it's it's a posture of saying I'm submitting to mm-hmm. your lordship. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And 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 then it's because those things are coming at us all day long, every day. That's right. Mm-hmm. Whether it's Hamels or whatever. Yeah. And, and so it, it, there's got to be a position of the heart that orients itself daily right. to say, God help me Submit. catch that. Whatever Submit. it is yeah. today, yeah. And I think you're, you use the, the term identity as part of my identity, mm-hmm. and I think that is, you know, sometimes we want people to identify us as godly, mm-hmm. but not so godly that they can't <clears throat> right. hang out with us and, you know, do whatever, you know, worried, worried about. And preachers talk about it, pastors talk about it a lot of times, about how people will get quiet when you walk in the room and things like that. Um, and I think sometimes there is a tendency as believers to, much like, much like God's people from the beginning, to say, "Yes, God, we love you, and we want to follow you, but we also want enough of this in our life over here to feel like we can go, kind of in both worlds." Mm-hmm. Uh, so to kill sin, I do think is more than a identifying one thing. I think it's a mindset across the board to say whatever pops up into my day, the things I'm looking for and the things I didn't go looking for that they just present themselves. How do I respond to those in the moment in a way that pleases God? Certainly. And, you know, going back to to my illustration that I just used in real life confession, like, again, Hamill's morally neutral, I think. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But if you take that away, like if I choose not to go to Hamill's today, that still doesn't stop me from going to Taco Bell, or exactly even if I'm right. cooking at home, right? right? So, so it's not the thing. That's yeah. just the symptom that's, yeah, of that's the right. brokenness. Yeah. And and the question that I have to ask myself, and I find myself trying to do this more and more, and it it is it's hard because I think this is goes back to God saying this. I've already told you what you should do: the walking carefully. This is the walking mm-hmm. humbly. So, when I when I go about doing something, and if I'm mindful about it, and I try to be mindful just about everything, the question I'll ask myself: Why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why, why, okay, you want to do this. Why are you doing this? Like mm-hmm. going back to food, like yeah. when, when, if I want a steak, why, if I have the opportunity to get a six ounce filet, it, I understand that's expensive, but it's, it's six ounces. It is, it is a portion mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to the 32 ounce ribeye. Mm. But I mean, you know, I'm a man, I got to have that, that, that ribeye, right? There's an identity at play there. But, but even more, why? Am I doing that? Why, mm-hmm. why am I choosing to do that? But guys, I, I think, because there's mm-hmm. guys in the room, this, you know, gender neutral guys, um, this goes to anything. This goes yeah. to the, the show that I'm watching. Okay. Why am I watching this show? Right. If I'm scrolling on my phone, why am I stopping on this picture? Mm-hmm. Why, um, why am I choosing this song? Mm-hmm. Why am I reading this book? Why, why am I, um, talking to this person? Like it's even to that level, like, all right. And, in my daily relationships with people, because we meet a lot of people all throughout the day. Okay, 
why why am I talking to this person? Why did I choose this? Like to be that mindful because the sinfulness is inside of me. It's it's not these mm-hmm. things out That's here that right oh right. no I, I I walked into sin I didn't see that one coming. Mm-hmm. We we choose it. And that's that whole warring with ourselves of right. we're submitting ourselves to Christ. I'm not submitting Hamels to Christ. I'm not submitting the stake to Christ. Right. I'm not submitting Instagram to Christ. I am submitting my heart to Christ mm-hmm. and allowing him to change me from the inside mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what Micah is saying. Like yeah. one day that is coming in fullness. That's going to come. <laughs> and he is going to, sure, the, the temptations of this world will fade away. But the condition of our heart, like he doesn't just come to, to clean up the mess. He's fixing the thing that made the mess in the mm-hmm. first place. And that's the promise I think we have in the hope of the gospel. Mm-hmm. That's the good news. Mm-hmm. This stinks. I would say, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it, it, what, what's hard is when you live in a culture that's so enmeshed with religion and Christianity. Mm-hmm. Yes. If it's not about that posture of everything is submission. You can really just walk through life doing pretty good things mm-hmm. and avoiding the really bad things and feel like, man, I'm pretty good. Mm-hmm. I'm a pretty good Christian. Yeah. I mean, I've got some things here and there. I eat too much sometimes, but just kind of laugh it off, and it's just part of who we are. Mm-hmm. But you think about the Israelites in this, in this context, they were just living a part of the culture. I mean, they were just, no doubt. They yeah. were just doing what everybody was doing. And they were doing what their religious leaders were doing. Right. Yeah. And that was the whole whole damning thing towards their religious leaders mm. is because of all the people, they were supposed to be the ones to lead them well. Right. So it took a man in Micah and in, in Isaiah, if you're looking at the contemporaries, to yell and to scream and to become almost like... Hey, wake up. Yeah, yeah. because even their leaders were leading them. They were wicked. They were, they were doing things for a bribe. Mm-hmm. And so they didn't even have the people that could say, hey, guys, this isn't the way. Mm-hmm. They, they were actually telling them, no, as long as you keep giving me enough money, you can do whatever you want to do. God's mm-hmm. happy with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how can they know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I love that you said that, Mark, because I, you know, I, I was just sitting here listening to you, Josh. I'm thinking, okay, I'm, I'm thinking about all the people who, who may be listening to this, and even myself, and, and think, gosh, like that level of submission like that sounds really radical. It does. You know, I mean, when you look at uh, sort of the the religion and the cultural Christianity that we tend to to, to just immerse ourselves in, and mm-hmm. and, and um, you know, I could just imagine someone listening to this program thinking, "Is that really like mm-hmm. necessary? Like, is that <laughs> is that really what we're talking about?" You know, mm-hmm. and um, well, and I think the answer is absolutely, yeah. yeah it, you know, it, yeah. Because the alternative, which you've made clear, Micah has made clear, the alternative is you're settling for less. Right. Right. I mean, he's, yeah, you can settle for Hamels, so to speak, but I've got something that's so much more Mm. for you. And you're, I've had this conversation with my kids. Yeah, you can go down that road, but you're missing what God Mm -hmm. has for you and what you were created for. You were created for this, but you're demanding this. That's right. You're looking for people to give you this, but you were not created to find fulfillment when they do this. You were found to, created to find fulfillment in Him and mm-hmm. submitting to Him and letting Him be your sufficiency. Mm-hmm. And anything less than that's just going to leave you hungrier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, so it kind of goes back. I was listening to an interview recently with uh, I think it was Sam Alberry, but he was talking about a specific struggle that he has in his life, and he was like, "Look, I could." 
this whole thing, I could settle for the appetizer, but mm-hmm. I know that Jesus has something, the Feast. main course that is for me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just going to, I'm going to move over the appetizer mm-hmm. and go straight to a life that is built around that right there. Yeah. Um, it goes back to the Colossians, right? Mm-hmm. We set up for substitutes over the substance That's right. um, over and over again. Always. Mm. Well, we've got just a few minutes left. Uh, any any other things that you guys uh, we didn't cover in our conversation today that you you want to you want to bring up in our last few minutes? Uh, yesterday, as I was walking out uh, of the church, uh, probably about twelve thirty, and I was going to my car, and this car is just flying towards me. I thought, "Who is this Yahoo?" Um, and <laughs> and you know, it's like you're walking on the road and somebody's joking with you, but I was like, I don't know who this guy is. So mm. like, he's either going to hit me or he thinks we're cool. And I don't know if we're cool. <laughs> uh, and he rolls down his window and I'd, I've never met him before. And, um, his name is Mitch. Uh, and, and so Mitch, if you're listening, I'm thankful to meet you yesterday. Um, but Mitch is Jewish and, uh, he was visiting yesterday and he was so thankful, uh, for our church and thankful for particularly the message um, because, and, and I had known this um, going into the sermon, I didn't, make, I didn't make much of it, but I do think it's really powerful. The last three verses, 18, 19, and 20, uh, is part of a Jewish ritual that rabbis do once a year, that on the Day of Atonement, they will go to a body of water, uh, and they will take, uh, this is kind of maybe where you get your CD burning from, or back in the day when you would write your sins on a rock and you throw them in the water. You would, you would take whatever's in your pocket, and it would be representative of the, the burdens that you were carrying, the sins that you were struggling with, and whatever it is in your pocket. And these rabbis would take them, and they pull them out, and they give them to the Lord, and they throw them in the water um, to the point of not just to float on top of the water, but that they would sink down, and they will see them no more. Uh, and it was symbolic that these leaders of God's covenanted people uh, are standing with the sins of the people because God is gracious, not because the rabbis are good, and they throw it into the water. And so when it says, who is God like you, pardoning iniquity, passing over your transgression for the remnant of his inheritance, he does not retain his anger forever because he delights in steadfast love. He will again have compassion on us. He will tread our iniquities underfoot. And this is what it says, and you you will cast all of our sins into the depths of of the sea, and you will show faithfulness to Jacob and steadfast love to Abraham as you have sworn to our fathers in the days of old. Mm-hmm. And so what they are doing is they are saying, we are doing this. The semblance is we are casting our sins here because we God, because God, we know that you are faithful wow. mm-hmm. and we can walk away trusting in your covenantal love. That's good. Um, it, it's a beautiful picture. And yeah. so Mitch wanted to remind me of that. And I was, thank- I was like, man, thank you for that. Uh, but I was thankful to know that that is something that they do. Mm-hmm. And it is something that as believers who have trusted in Jesus Christ, we can know that that fulfillment, even though it's in the, we're in the right now and not yet, like one day that is going to be fully realized for us. But even right now, like there is hope in that alone because Mm -hmm. nothing about that says, because you kept your end of the deal, because you tried really hard, because you met me halfway, because just because God is good, Mm -hmm. just because he's steadfast, just because he's promised uh, to Abraham, to Isaac and Jacob, he is going to remain faithful to all those who are in his family. Mm-hmm. It's a good That's word. So it's good. good. Great word. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. My favorite part of that is when you referenced a CD burning. <laughs> Do you remember that? Did you want to do that? Yeah, but I thought you meant when we burned CDs to like like, like, like a mixtape. I was thinking, but oh, then it took me a while to adjust. Yeah. No. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. sorry. Let me just be clear. I still have all my CDs. Like, like, yeah. like I didn't, I didn't the buy The CD all burning, that. that's no, like you. a sin when you had Napster, right? And you were stealing music. Mm -hmm. I would never that? do that. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> you're talking about burning all that devil music. Y'all didn't have any of those youth ministry days where you would have the campfire and you'd bring all your... Yeah. cassettes for me. Oh, cassettes, because you're... That's right. You're of age. <laughs> okay, so best can I hey best album in your collection? What's your that best? That you burned? No. Oh my <laughs> goodness. I favorite, don't even know that I can favorite album. What you got? Come I don't on. know that you I can even to. make a decision. You got vanilla ice cream the other day. You have to go with this one. Vanilla ice? Vanilla ice? Vanilla <laughs> ice cream. Ice ice baby. Well, favorite album, best album ever. In light of this discussion, all of a sudden, I feel like I'm not submitting to the Holy Spirit. If Currently, it's, not it's Jesus Chris Tomlin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Something> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Certainly not ACDC. Dottie Rambo. <laughs> no, no one even knows who Dottie Rambo. Neil's going to be ACDC. Neil's no, not ACDC. What is it? I'm going to have to go Sandy <laughs> <laughs> Wayne Watson and Sandy Patty from another time and another place. No, come on, man. Get real. Uh, Def Leppard Hysteria. What? Oh, that's definitely a good one. Definitely a good one. Yeah, hmm. if you're not submitted to the Holy Spirit. You're going to have to burn it now, you know. <laughs> we'll start a fire. Uh, so I'm on a lemon. No next, one else was going with me. Podcast. You're going with Dottie Rambo as your best I, option. <laughs> I, right now, I would not right now, but like over time, consistently, I would go back to Coldplay Live All right. in Paris. Oh, I am a Coldplay fan. Oh, yeah. So good, yeah, that was so good. Yeah, so good. But um, I do like a lot of country too, hmm. and that is definitely devil music. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I, I would. I got nothing. I don't know that I could. I could. Just pinpoint one album. I will tell you though, and, and you guys are going to think. Uh, so I'm I'm definitely going on on a limb here and uh, and getting real vulnerable. So oh no. Um, <laughs> so one of the most emotional responses I've ever had to a a, a body of music is uh, I watched live. Um, <laughs> this is so crazy. I can't believe I'm saying it on air. Um, Yanni. <laughs> Yes. Oh, this is no, way listen, better than the I thought you were about you, to say. That you, laugh, about it. you laugh, but but <laughs> live at the Acropolis in Greece. Oh, um, the the level have... <laughs> level of musicianship as a musician to watch that oh. and to to just I'm sorry see it. You went to this Greece to watch Yanni? No, I watched a a, a, a video, video of it. A okay. video you of it. Gone from Deaf Leopard. Oh, this is the gift that's going to with keep some country in the middle. So I'm, I'm so just saying, you know what? You can you can make fun all you want, but I'm telling you, as a musician, it was amazing. Nothing, it, nothing it is. Better. It was it was phenomenal, phenomenal. Mm. And uh, and I'm not the only person on staff who would tell you that. So only one who shared it. Uh, yeah, well, because yes. I'm a gutsy kind of guy. <laughs> there you go. Um, I got to check it out now. But uh, yeah, what you, you got, Brad? Yeah, Preston. I, so we listen to a whole lot of music in our house, and I would say recently, like songs that we have on repeat. That's not we don't talk about Bruno. Um, is oh. probably going to be a musical. Um, mm. Not musical. Well, it could be because Hamilton was Hamilton's one that we amazing. had on repeat all the time. Yep. But it's Guardians of the Galaxy. Huh. Um, oh, all yeah. the songs that were in the movie, yeah. which yeah. are great, if, yeah. by the way. If they well, in light of this conversation, uh, it is it is really good. If you've not done it. Guardians of the Galaxy, like particularly if you were aged, 
Yeah, yeah. You're going to <laughs> like a fine absolutely wine. love it. Age. Preston, the like one to beat is Yanni. <laughs> yeah. What do you have? You have to beat Yanni. You know, you threw when you said musical, I went to the greatest showman. Uh, this is the greatest Because I actually do I, I actually do like some of their music. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was a good movie too. But going back, I would say eighties, I was more striper. Come on, striper. I did to have hell the devil. To hell with the devil. Amazing good stuff. Saw him in concert. They, it's, I did not have an emotional reaction though. You didn't let yeah, Preston talk. Not, not to me. Like Sorry, you're not being That's a very okay. Good That's all right. That's okay. I'll just point. talk about it's it later. Right rudeness. No, I I think the <laughs> the the female scream singers in the '80s. What? That to me, just the wow. ones that could just belt it out. Yeah. Like who? Are like who? Well, oh, what's commit like to Joe a name. Jet? Commit to yeah. is that, is that well, a good person? That, mm-hmm. I feel like that was the name. Yes. And uh, oh, what was her name? Stevie Nicks. Yep, that's who I was yeah. thinking. Kind of that genre. Yeah. yeah. All, All right. right. So uh, I'll just tell you though uh, something that was revived for me this this over the past two weeks mm. uh, was in excess. Mm. Yeah. There uh, was the album is what kick kick. Yeah. Yeah. Great album. I don't know anything about that. Oh, what? it's eighties music. So Michael, I was born in the eighties. Yeah, Michael Hutchinson. Um, so anyway, too. welcome to the world, Josh. Brady. Wow. All right. Well, I'm glad. Uh, glad that I could uh, share. I am so glad you shared. I Don't knock too. it till you've tried it, guys. I'm will, just saying. I will listen to that. Go look it up. I go to sleep go look it up on YouTube. Guardians of the Galaxy, guys. This might be Don't the best day that. of the Cold week play. so far. I don't know what's going to It's all downhill from here. No. No. That Mike. Hush that up, one right Neil. there. Hush up. Corey's going to add. <laughs> Is it on Teams yet? Have in, we gotten it on Teams yet? In <laughs> editing, there's going to be the Guardians of the Galaxy music playing as we fade out. <laughs> <laughs> it's the bumper video. Um, next so series. as we mentioned earlier, we've we've wrapped up the uh, Micah series. And so this next Sunday, uh, we're starting a three-week series leading up to Easter. So this is, uh, this is an Easter series. And uh, so we're really excited. Uh, yes, folks, Easter is only three oh weeks gosh. away. So um, so we're excited about that. And as a church family, uh, we're going to have some invite materials and things available for our church body uh, to, to really start to uh, encourage people to come be a part and to worship with us on Easter Sunday. Always uh, great. Uh, well, I guess it's the biggest Sunday of the year for us and mm-hmm. for most every church. For good reason, too. Um, and so we're, we're really looking forward to that and starting this series. Mm-hmm. So, uh, guys, again, thank you for time today. And, uh, Neil, we'll talk later. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we will. Awesome. Hey, love you guys. Love Thanks. you guys. This has been a production of Broadmoor Baptist Church. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with others. And don't forget to subscribe. To help us spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe as well. They can find us wherever they prefer to get their podcasts. And if you'd like more information about Broadmoor, please visit our website at broadmoor.org or connect with us on your favorite social media platform where we're listed as at my Broadmoor. Thanks for listening.